With your help, we can continue to fight for freedom, reach new audiences, and bring important information to the public free of charge. This is not possible without your generosity. Join our quest for the truth and our freedom and donate today. Visit www.realitycheck.radio forward slash donate. Time for our health hacks here at RCR. We do this every Monday morning. And joining me, special guest for our health hacks, to discuss the topic of bone health and to share his opinion on bone building drugs is Gary Moller. He's been on this program a few times to talk about various issues and also with Cam Slater on The Crunch talking about stroke prevention and recovery and on Rodney's show talking about Gary's specialty, which is hair tissue mineral analysis. He's now into his 51st year of either studying or working full-time in healthcare. Gary runs a small private clinic in Wellington. His academic training is through the University of Otago and Medical School and is in the following fields, sports medicine, physical education, rehabilitation. He has numerous industry qualifications in human nutrition and the practice of using nutrition as medicine. He is a, a true champion in the world of mountain biking, 70-plus marathon world champion, unbeaten for a decade in New Zealand Masters, 60-plus cyclocross racing. He's also second in the UCI Cyclocross Masters 70-plus World Championships. His skills transcend cycling, as he's also a proficient runner. He's probably the most fit 70-year-old on the planet, put it that way. Gary is back with us on RCR in 2024. Gary, good to see you again. Yes, it is. It's an absolute pleasure, and thank you for inviting me back. In the work you do, just Mm. obviously curious, to ask this in the work you do are you seeing what are you seeing in terms of health yeah i'm, okay. I'm trying to be as uh I'm as, not, dance around okay. the issue as, as lightly yeah. as possible i are you seeing an uptick in people with issues let me put it that way uh, absolutely and it's disturbing i know what sort of trends i can see the trends and the first trend was heart problems and stroke. We are now seeing what I think is the second wave, which was predicted by various international experts, and that is a rise in wildfire diseases. So all of us have got disease smouldering away inside us, particularly as we get older. But we have uh, systems in our body called the immune system collectively, uh, which keeps these, um, you could say, pre-diseases dormant or smouldering away, manageable and of no problem. Um, Many of us have had uh, health issues, diseases, which have been put into remission um, and sometimes almost forgotten. When you damage the immune system, through perhaps, uh, say, the mRNA-generated spike protein, which is extremely inflammatory. It's like snake venom. I think that's a good way of describing it, even if it isn't, is that uh, it irritates and damages the immune system. We know that um, that can be at least eight months after 
a person has been uh, jabbed with the mRNA. That is like blowing pure oxygen onto smouldering embers. And that's what I th- I'm starting to see, is uh, people now coming to me with the so-called uh, turbo cancers, um, the wildfire diseases that have just sprung up out of nowhere. And that is more disturbing, I think, than the heart attacks or the, the heart problems and stroke. Yep. Oh, dear. All right. There we go. Yeah. Okay, so let's get on to – this will be of um, particular interest. I'm picking for older folk and maybe more women. I don't know. You'll tell me. And I'm reading from your um, GaryMoller.com site and a post that has uh, gone up um, within the week. Are bone-building drugs safe and, oh, safe and effective? Safe <laughs> and effective and i'm picking that there's a whole industry in bone building drugs am i right yes it's a multi-billion dollar industry and it is um now um it's it's very sophisticated um it involves um scanning in other words a test which um will declare most women as they get older as uh, having weak bones, uh, which then scares the hell out of them. You've got. Can I just jump in? You've got to have a nice bit of technology scanning to set it up, right? Yeah, that's that's yeah, the perfect well, setup. Yeah, not not a PCR test in this case, by the way. No, um, but, but you know, you, uh, you get into this piece of equipment yeah. and it's sophisticated technology, and we and, and yeah. that's the perfect entrance into this unpicking. One of the things that first alerted me to this um, probably 20 years ago, Paul, is I had a visit from a um, medical technology sales company wanting to sell me a um, refurbished secondhand um, uh, bone scanning machine, right? Eh? And uh, and I got the sales pitch, and that was very interesting. And basically what it is is that you offer the scan, and um, of course it will inevitably show that, um, especially the women, are uh, osteoporotic or osteopenic, and then that of course terrifies them. You know, my bones are going to break. You know, and so on and so on. I'm going to end yep. up this buckled over little old lady. Blah yep. blah blah. And uh, and then of course I offer them the solutions. Uh, which um, uh, can be to refer them to uh, our our doctor, who we had on site, um, who can provide um, medical tr- therapies such as um, bisphosphonates or bone-sparing drugs. Uh, um, and then we can also refer them to our uh, our dietitian, nutritionist, um, personal trainer. We can put them into a whole um, bone-building program. And... Um, then, you know, several months later or a year later, hey, you scan them again and so on. It's a beautiful circular process of um, basically uh, capturing a, uh, a new market uh, or creating a new market. And, and it's a repeat business um, yes. cycle. Yes, and I had uh, contact. I, I made contact with um, a, a law firm in the United States, uh, Tom Lamb, and uh, he was um, just in the process of um, putting together class actions against um, the various drug companies uh, for um, 
basically <laughs> bone fractures caused by uh, bone-sparing drugs, okay? You know, the Fosamax and so on, and things like uh, destruction of jaw bones and uh, just horrific. And uh, we're talking about um, thousands and thousands of women in the United States who um, had been harmed by these drugs. Um, people just need to Google, like, Gary Moller, Fosamax. I've written heaps of articles on the subject, uh, just yeah, if they just Google Gary Moller Fosamax, that will bring it up, bring up some of them, and then just follow the links, and you'll go down an endless rabbit hole of articles that I've written on the subject. Now, um, so what these drugs do, and I, I, let's talk about these drugs, okay? Um, they're bone sparing. Now, they what they what they do is you've got two two. Uh, little cells, so like little um, workers inside your bones. Your bones are living tissue. They're, they're, they're biologically very active. Bone is not dead. It's not chalk or anything like that. It's not marble. Um, it's not concrete. It's living tissue, and it's very complex. And uh, you've got, and it's constantly being remodeled. Uh, so when you apply certain st uh, stresses of the day, um, it creates micro fractures within the um, bone, and then over the the these cells respond. Um, one is called osteoclasts, and what the osteoclasts do is they go in and they remove that little bit of damaged bone, and they create like little micro spaces, and then another cell comes in called an osteoblast and what it does is it's like an artisan and um and it and it creates another tiny little bit of bone fresh new bone like a fix it's more than a fix it's actually um it's you see your bone is an architecture of um basically um countless triangulations of structure um and those, it's those triangulations of, um, of living bone that give strength uh, and some uh. flexibility to the bone and so on. And, uh, and if you're playing tennis, uh, then your tennis arm will, over time, be remodeled to uh, be able to take the impact of um, the ball on the racket. Um, right, runners, so because of the yeah. constant um, repetition of of stress in specific yes. areas over yes. time. Yes, and and the the bone is living tissue, which, like your muscles or any other organ in your body, it it uh, responds to the stresses applied to it by growing stronger and more resilient. So the architecture of the bone, including the density. Uh, does alter according to how it's used or not used. Okay, so if um, if you were in bed rest or in space, um, then the uh, the bones become weaker. Okay, but um, the effect of gravity, the effect of stress, the effect of gardening, lifting weights, playing tennis, running, uh, have a um, a 
an effect on the bone where you get that um, remodeling in such a way that these the the bones that need to be stronger or more um, be able to take more compression or more bending or more twisting, um, they remodel accordingly. Is so that why I see video of even <laughs> slight women in like India carrying on their head this huge <laughs> thing full of like bricks almost, and they're just kind of just walking along the road as if it. Well, they didn't um, notice it. I, I, well, they probably started. Um, as child labourers, um, you know, collecting the water from um, from the well and so on, and uh, yes, they've adapted, and and I'm, I'm sure you'll uh, we'll also see that they have this, the most amazing posture. But yes, their their yeah. bones, their spine, their structures, uh, their muscles, and everything will have adapted to that particular stress. Um, whereas if you or I tried to do it, um, first of all, you'd probably wobble all over the place. But the other thing is, is that you, if you did the, too much of that too soon, you would no doubt strain a few muscles and ligaments, but also yeah. run the risk of a stress fracture. Okay. Yeah. Now, what these drugs do is they preferentially um, kill off the osteoclasts. The cells that um, remove the old damaged bone. Okay, I know where this is heading. And, yeah. So what you get if you do another scan of the person after several months of taking these bone-building drugs that are killing off the osteoclast, they say that it inhibits their function. But hey, let's just say what it does. It kills the damn cells, you know. Yeah. Um, Inhibits. You get yeah. a buildup of calcium, of bone, old bone. So on a scan, um, the person doing the scanning, presumably a doctor, will then be able to say, oh, Mrs. Jones, this is wonderful news. The drugs are working. The Your bone up. density has increased. Yeah. yeah. Now, there is... Um, there is uh, they, there were um, bone density is a very poor predictor of va of fracture risk. Now, so Paul, so a woman comes in to see me, and she sits down here, and I ask her, so what? How can I help? And she says, uh, I've just had a scan, and uh, she bursts out crying and says, um, I've been diagnosed with osteoporosis or a, a, my, I've got an osteopenia or whatever. Okay, osteopenia is um, sort of like um, the transit. Osteoporosis is where you've definitely got weak bones and osteopenia right. is um, heading that way. Yep. Now, and they burst out crying. And uh, one of the first questions I'll ask them is, um, so... Um, have you been breaking breaking bones lately? And I'll say, no. And I'll say, well, when did you last break a bone? And, um, oh, um, when I was a child and I fell off my bicycle or something like that, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I was in a car accident. Decades ago. And, yeah. um, you know, and it's, um, uh, it's just misleading. Um, it's terrorizing these poor women, okay? And um, and it, it's scaring them into taking these drugs. Now, here's another thing about these drugs. Um, if, if you keep 
building up old bone, then there's no room for those wonderful osteoblasts to do their job. Okay, so they're so they're yep. filling it. They're, they're working away, and they've filled up all the gaps, and ultimately they die, and you end up with dead bone. I think that's a good way of describing it. It's just awful. And then, hey, it's like a, a piece of chalk. Um, you know, so you get these cases, and this is where all of these um, lawsuits in the United States um, uh, developed is that um, uh, so uh, this dear old lady, and not not necessarily so old, but, you know, dear old lady, um, goes and um, does a little stumble, and her femur just snaps. Okay? Yeah. Or, in some cases, both snap. Oh, dear. And for elderly people, these kinds of fractures are death sentences. Yeah, yeah. Okay, um, you know, they 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 break a femur, break a hip, they end up in hospital, they develop a blood clot, they get pneumonia, and they die. And that's it. Okay, yeah. That's that's one of the biggest killers of elderly women. Uh, so we're talking about serious stuff here, and uh, it's all unnecessary. So it actually. Bone density is, I mean, it sounds on the surface because you can visualize, you know, thin, mm. thin bone, and um, and you can you can feel that that might be weak. Bone density mm. doesn't mean anything if you're just increasing the density of old bone, which the normal bodily function is that that would be removed anyway. That, that that's taken away exactly. That's, so it's yes. the opposite of what naturally occurs. Yeah. Yeah. And so yeah, okay. Well, how come that is left to continue? Well, uh, okay. So there've been all these lawsuits. Some have been reasonably successful. Okay? Now, just think about this. It's making a billion dollars or more in profit per year for big pharma. Yeah, okay. okay. Big money. Now, the people who are filing these lawsuits are generally elderly. They've suffered terrible damage. They're not going to live that long, and they're exhausted, unwell. They're not the sort of people to be fighting lawsuits. So you've got these class actions, which is a way of getting around that to a degree. And um, even if they win, Big Pharma is going to appeal. And it's costing a lot of money and for no return. And so, and meanwhile, uh, complainants, the original complainants, one by one, are dying off. So um, these lawsuits generally have gone nowhere. And even if they were awarded a billion-dollar fine and ended up having to pay it out, it might, it's working out that it's, there's going to be no real payout for the best part of 20 years. Yeah. Okay. And in the meantime, they're making another billion dollars every year. It's the fine is pocket money. It's, it's just pennies. It's part of the cost um, of doing business for them in the end. Exactly. And, um, and uh, so, and, and the big machine keeps on going, including. Um, the research studies that supposedly validate these um, things as being 
therapies. So there's been now the reason why I wrote or rewrote that article is because I've noticed an upsurge of women inquiring with me whether or not they should be taking this new drug that's on the market. Oh, so people are starting to question it, Gary, are they? Well, well, they are questioning it, but um, uh, doctors are pushing it more. Okay, so there was a lull, and now uh, what I suspect has happened is that you see, doctors have to attend continuing medical education um, courses. Um, you could say they're educational courses. Um, some of us might say indoctrination courses, okay, re-education. Um, but uh, so they'll go to a conference um, to get their points towards in order to maintain their um, uh, their license to practice. And, of course, um, I think what's happened is that one or more of these educational conferences um, was all about bone-sparing drugs and the next generation that's out there and um, they come away fired up, all set, ready to go, and now they're pushing it, and I'll use the word pushing, pushing it onto their female patients. Right, whether they okay. need anything or not. They're just um, well, possible sales targets in the end. Yeah. Now, let's just go back to this business about bone density. So uh, there is a science, uh, there, or there is a part of um, science, physics, um, biological science called allometric scaling. Listeners can look it up, but this is not taught. I, I, I don't think any health professional will understand what that means, um, but... Dear Watson, it is elementary. Sorry, it's allometry. Um, yeah. Allometric scaling is um, uh, uh, basically as you increase the mass of a um, biological uh, creature, the strength or the the strength only uh, the the power to weight ratio only increases by a factor of two-thirds. So this is why a mouse can jump several times its height, but an elephant cannot jump at all. Yep. Um, and so as, um, and, and also why a featherweight weightlifter can lift um, well over his or her um, body weight, whereas a super heavyweight weightlifter is um, struggling to lift their body weight. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So now, so this is why um, uh, you can take like a, a creature like a flamingo with its very, very long legs, which are a, a very hollow architecture, by the way, triangulated architecture of bone. Um, but you cannot scale it up to the size or the weight of an elephant because that'd collapse. Uh, it would uh, it would be pulverized under its own weight. Yeah. So what has to happen is that as you increase the mass, let's take a flamingo, um, you've got to um, shorten the length of the bone of the leg bone, for example, and uh, and you've got to increase the circumference. So if you look at a elephant thigh, um, it is um, short. And it is very thick. But if you look inside, it is also, again, 
that architecture that I was describing, but it's yep. different. So if you take a 49-kilogram woman and um, and uh, look at her bone density um, and uh, compare that with a, um, a healthy 100-kilogram male, his bone structure will be different. Okay, it'll be yep. of a greater density, and you can't. And so that's why um, women who or or human beings with a light frame will almost always, even with compensations that might be made, they'll almost always be declared that they're marginally osteopenic. What is okay? the benchmark or the baseline then that 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 is measured against? What, well, a male of 100 kilos? <laughs> no. Um, so they'll generally, um, uh, and I'm a little bit rusty on this because, look, um, I just don't want to fill my head with all the rubbish. Yeah. Um, but um, generally they'll take like a 40 or 45-year-old woman, a healthy woman, and then with each year that, that, that a woman gets older, they'll take a little bit of bone density away. Oh, okay. And so it's almost yeah. inevitable that um, as a woman gets older, she's going to be heading towards osteoporosis. Now, she may be, okay, but the solution is not to medicalize these women and to do this harm, okay, because it is harm. They're yeah. hurting them. They're damaging do, them. Do we have any idea on the numbers here? Of women who um, sold, sold. This I, I have no idea, but it's very high. Now, yep. um, the, let's just go, um, just how bad are these drugs? Well, you might remember the original forms of these drugs, and some women will know this, is that you um, you would take it orally. And the, the woman was advised that they must stand or sit upright um, for the next hour or so, okay? They must not lie down. And that's because this drug is so toxic that um, it um, it can't be allowed to um, lap up against the um, uh, the opening of the esophagus because it can damage um, the esophagus. Oh, so if it's that yep. bad, um, um, that's that straight away as a warning. Now it's also. Um, uh, so the the solution is is to do it by infusion. In other words, inject it through the veins, and that's now um, what's being pushed on women. Oh, it's just a simple infusion. You only need to have it once a month, or once every three months, or six months, or once a year. Um, you know, uh, it's made it's so convenient, such a convenient quick fix. And also take this massive dose once a month, dose of vitamin D. Okay, which again is nuts. Readers can um, just go into Dr. Google and type vitamin D toxicity and hypercalcemia. If you give somebody a big enough dose of vitamin D, one of the side effects is you actually get a shifting of calcium out of bones and into the circulation. Uh, it's called go. hypercalcemia. Yep. And put in the word vitamin D, and you will see what I mean. Now, 
You would not dream of um, watering your pot plant once a month, okay, or your or your tomatoes, and you wouldn't um, give it um, a whole load of fertilizer, even if it's good for the, yeah. for the plants. You wouldn't do it all the the way that the the way that uh, a good um, a, a good gardener deals with their plants is they dribble the nutrients, the water and the nutrients in uh, hydroponically. Okay, drip, drip, drip. You don't give them a tsunami and then leave them for a month to wither. Until the next one. Yeah. Yeah. What you do is, um, you know, you you nurture, you use um, uh, the feminine mother nature approach. You don't use the masculine hammer of Thor. You cannot beat an animal into good health, okay, no. with the big hit. You nurture, and any farmer can tell you that, okay? You don't increase milk production by beating up your cows, okay? You you talk to them. You sing to them. You feed them good food yeah. and so on, yeah. and then they reward you. Yeah, and that's the approach that we need to take with medicine, with health, is body heal thyself and let food be thy medicine, okay? So what needs to happen here? Because there'll be people listening now thinking, mm. um, some may have been already sold into this or have had pressure or were wondering about it and uh, suspicious about a whole range of things. So what mm. needs to, and, and we're kind of calling it out here, what needs to yes. happen then, do you think? Well, um, first of all, um, I think we've got to we've got to realise that um, the key to health is within ourselves. Okay, um, we don't need an external force like a pharmaceutical. Um, like I said, you can't beat a person into good health, and good health comes through um, lifestyle, nutrition, um, our relationships, uh, loving relationships, um, a sense of. Um, uh, a, a sense of purpose in life, um, and so on. But foundational; those are the foundations, and um, and we need to. And when it comes to like having nice, strong bones, we need to understand what strong, healthy bones are, and then think about not so much about um, replacing all of that with a one size fits all singular drug but supplying the complexity of nutrients and stimulation to bring about healthy bone development uh, repair replenishment um, and adaptation to uh, the tra- the changing stresses and that that we place on it throughout our lives on all of the on on our bones so that's the um the, so what we need to do is we need to understand as well that bone is not just calcium, okay? Um, and by the way, vitamin D, vitamin D is just one of a whole lot of essential nutrients. Now, um, let's think of the fat-soluble vitamins, vitamins A, D, E, and K. Now, if you look up all of them, 
They have essential bone-building properties. They also are beauty products. They give you beautiful hair, skin, and nails. Um, They're great for your brain, for your eyesight, and so on. And what's good for your brain is good for your bones. But what goes with it is essential fatty acids. Now, as we get older, and I've been uh, guilty of this myself, um, is that we've been uh, had it drilled into us that um, uh, saturated fats, animal fats, cholesterol, and so on, are dangerous. Okay, they're going to kill us. Yeah. Um, that they drive um, all kinds of diseases, heart disease, and so on and so on. Blogging arteries, and, as we speak. Yep. Oh yes. And as we get older, um, uh, cholesterol tends to rise, but that's because of, well, the the link that I've uh, noted is that it's very closely associated with um, declining thyroid function, which we can talk about. As the thyroid function goes down, and that's probably about 80% of the population as we get older, um, is um, cholesterol goes up because cholesterol is one of the, um, it's, it's a, it's the raw material for the manufacture of widgets uh, within the cells. Okay. okay. Yeah. And yeah. if the cell metabolism is beginning to falter due to neglect or toxicity, such as fluoride and chlorine and bromine, for example, which I'm happy to explain. Uh, but as that uh, as cell um, metabolism declines, the liver's busy beavering away producing cholesterol. So it's making, it's tuning out the raw material, uh, which unfortunately is not getting converted into um, basically very handy and useful widgets. Yeah, it's just um, going other places, ending up other places. It builds up, it? and if there is um, a lack of, um, and think of um, these fat-soluble vitamins, one of their roles is to prevent fats from oxidizing, from going rancid and if there is inadequate fat-soluble vitamins and other nutrients with um, antioxidant properties, then the the fat eventually starts to go rancid and it becomes inflammatory and it's probably going to deposit in the arteries and right. elsewhere. Yeah. Okay, and Bob's your uncle, right? Yeah. But um, as um, experts such as Professor Tim Noakes has um, said, and uh, you you'll see the uh, an hour and a half lecture on the cholesterol myth on my website um, in that article you referred to. So just go to garymoller.com and um, just scroll down a couple of articles, and you'll see um, an article. I think it's called um, the Meat Eaters Angiogram, basically showing a beautiful set of um, uh, results for of the angiogram of somebody who's eaten large amounts of meat all his life, okay? And he's got clean arteries. Right, yeah. So we've been, so uh, if we we go on a low cholesterol, low animal fat diet, we are asking for trouble because these essential fatty acids along with the fat-soluble vitamins. And I should say, if you eliminate the fats out of your diet, by default, you're also eliminating 
the fat-soluble vitamins. The other thing is for you to be able to absorb these um, fat-soluble vitamins if you're taking them as a supplement, you need fat and oil as the transporter for these vitamins. So they, they work together. This is Mother Nature. Mother Nature is not a... It's, a, you know, um, this whole idea of reductionism where, you know, you can come up with the single this, the single that, the cure, and so yep. on. It's yep. not that way. So um, just, for example, giving a person a whole lot of calcium is not going to fix their bones. No. Okay, <laughs> Giving them a whole lot of vitamin D is not going to fix their bones. Giving them a drug that inhibits their osteoclasts um, and osteoblasts um, is not going to fix their bone, okay? Um, what's going to fix it is a, um, a diet which is rich in, um, in fats and oils, the fat-soluble vitamins and uh, various minerals, Including calcium. Calcium is the main, uh, the main one, but there's others. And like magnesium, it has bone building properties. And then there's copper. And, but here, uh, copper, um, um, manganese, zinc, these all have bone building properties. Um, but they also need to be combined with a rich supply of protein. Yeah. So you've got to put all these together. And what I'm actually describing is um, basically a traditional diet. Yeah, I was going to say. No, no, it's not rocket <laughs> yeah. science. Now, Look, yep, carry on. There's, there's one more. Okay, so this, this, is this is complicated. However, when you think about it, it's actually very simple. Now, so the, the, the next thing is... What are some of the things that drive osteo or bone loss? Now, one of the big ones is inflammation. Okay. Now, that seems to the, come up all the time. That seems to well, be at the root of everything. Well, inflammation is, um, uh, is an essential part of um, the immune response to um, uh, um, toxins, um, invasion by. Um, pathogens like yeast, fungi, etc., um, injury, and so on. It's all part of the immune response, the healing process. Um, but it is regulated, inflammation is regulated by the adrenal glands. The adrenal glands are located centrally on top of the kidneys, and they're there so that they can respond instantly, tuning out uh, little doses of um, hormones like adrenaline, cortisol, and so on, uh, which um, are kind of like fire hoses that regulate the heat of inflammation. So, and let's face it, I think the whole of New Zealand have had their adrenal glands, their stress, their stress glands um, damaged and weakened over the last three or four years. Oh dear, yeah. And, um, and, so many of us have um, been injected with something which is instructing our cells to make a, an incredibly inflammatory spike protein. 
Now, one of the byproducts of um, spike protein, or sorry, of inflammation, is um, acidity. So, um, to maintain um, perfect health function um, throughout in your body, you need a pH, a cellular pH of about seven point four, slightly alkaline. And uh, if um, there is anything going on in your body which is um, uh, creating acidity, your body responds instantaneously by liberating alkalizing minerals from tissue stores, principally the bones. And uh, so mostly calcium, but magnesium, zinc, and so on, are liberated from bone. And what they do is they neutralize the acidity to keep you at 7.4. Right. Okay. Now, um, when if uh, and in a healthy person, it's a dynamic process. So um, calcium and other minerals are moving out of the bone, but at other times they're moving into the bone. And so there's that dynamic process going on. And in a healthy person, they they even each other out. And um, and and then if you've got a, um, a an excellent nutrient dense diet with all your um, with a good balance of um, your vitamins, your minerals, your fatty acids, and so on, and your protein, your amino acids, and so on, you will actually be building bone where and when it is required in order to respond to the stresses being placed upon your skeleton. Right. So, yeah. So the problem is that if somebody's got constant inflammation. And if they, by the way, and if they've got weak adrenals, then uh, they're going to have a overall a chronic loss of bone minerals. Yep. So it is complicated, but it isn't uh, because the solutions are very simple. Now, um, there. Uh, let's just um, dispel a myth. Um, Animal products are considered pro-inflammatory. Okay, that's a myth that's been spread around. And um, that just doesn't make sense. Okay, if you look at races that, uh, that, that have traditionally been big meat eaters, okay, the American Indian, uh, the, the Dutch and the Germans and so on, <laughs> they, they've, got, they've got big, strong bones. Okay, well, look tall. how big the Dutch are. Yeah, well, uh, were they're starting to shrink now? Oh, they're shrinking um, now. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the incredible shrinking people. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I think the bone structure um, is diminishing with um, the the generations coming through, and that is because of the demonization of meat and dairy and so on. Now, but I'm saying this with a qualification. Um, I don't like the meat and eggs and dairy in places like North America, Canada, um, uh, Europe, right? Eh? Um, because um, it's anemic. Um, it just doesn't taste right. It doesn't look right. Um, and that's because the animals that are producing the milk and the eggs and the pork and the beef and that uh, largely kept in um, feedlots, barns. Yeah. Um, they are fed um, pro-inflammatory grains, 
Yes. And um, they're stressed and they're fed. They, because whenever you crowd any animals together, you've got to dose them to the eyeballs with antibiotics. Well, and they probably also had various um, uh, growth hormones pumped into them, steroids yeah, and so on. Inevitably. Okay? Yeah. And so um, if there's a whole lot of studies done on, say, the health properties of that particular type of food, then it's probably not going to be that positive as compared to, say, um, look, I, I used to work on farms. That's how I funded my way through uni. I used to milk cows and do all that. And look, you know, the, um, there's something really special about um, beef and lamb in New Zealand. Okay, grass-fed out in the paddocks. They're grass-fed. They're out in the sun generating yeah. vitamin D. They're eating beautiful grass. And the farmers sing to them. Uh, I used sing. to know the personality of each cow, you know, and they liked me. Well, no, I don't know whether they did. But anyway, um, the, the cows all had, you know, I mean, it was it was lovely. And, and, the, and what they produced was great. And uh, look, my children have been raised... Um, uh, my youngest one in particular, uh, on uh, full cream raw milk from an organic farm, A2 protein, by the way, uh, which is now now no longer available because um, they've all been closed down. Uh, Okay. But um, they are strong, healthy. Um, The bone structure of them is impressive. And I'm, I'm saying that I'm a proud father. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Fair and enough. It's their nutrition. Yeah. It didn't do them any harm. Yeah. So, so there are a lot of myths to dispel. So, um, yeah. What should? Okay. Um, I don't know if you you you're into straight recommendations, but what yeah, should women I, do? Let's say they're at the doctor's next time and they're getting heat on from the doctor. You got to get this bone density scan and then. Where you you know, and yeah. it's going to be inevitable, as you say, that it's most likely they can plausibly yeah. show that there's, um, you know, that the density is not what it should be, and then you're on this yes. kind of treadmill, and before you know it, you you're snapping your femur next time you're you know trying to put the trolley away at the supermarket. I don't know, so yes. just what forget it, just well push push um, it away. Is that what they should do? Uh Probably yes, uh, and um, if they do go to their doctor uh, in the who, um, uh, towards the end, I think I've got linked into it a another article. I I, I'm, I like to be a little bit mischievous, and uh, it is a quiz for your doctor. Which ah, you that, can, now that would be interesting. Yeah, yeah. So what you do is you you go along, and if you if the doctor recommends that you take these bone building drugs. Um, I've got um, a little questionnaire that um, you can go along and uh, um, you could write them down or um, just have them in your head. Uh, for example, ask your doctor to explain um, uh, what is an osteoclast and what is an osteoblast. They won't know. Okay. Now, we'll go and ask them. Okay? They won't know, will and, they? Yeah, yeah. So that sort of question. Chances and. Um, and and not only should they be able to tell you what they are, but they shouldn't get them mixed up. It's very easy to think that an osteoblast breaks down, whereas an osteoclast, you know, and think that an osteoclast builds, but it's the other way around. Okay, uh, trick question. Uh, yeah. Almost. and yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's 
Now, if they if they get any of the questions wrong, my advice to the patient is to turn around and get out that door very quickly. Now, there is another little bit of advice to um, uh, to all patients on all issues, other than if it's they're requiring, say, um, you know, a, a surgery or something. But if it's about a health related matter. Um, when you walk into the doctor's surgery, if the doctor looks less healthy than you, turn around and get out of there. Okay, um, that's common sense. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but you know we are being conditioned to suspend common sense, Paul. And, oh yeah, no, I know that. Yeah, yeah, and oh. and look, um, especially women. Women are supposed to have this thing called intuition. It's a protective mechanism, more so than men. Okay, and we, I, I want women to listen carefully to their inner voice. And if their inner voice is saying there's something wrong here, or if it's saying this is not a good idea, then they should listen. Don't override it. At least um, say, hold on, I'll go away and I'll think about it. And then go away and do your research, speak to others. Um, you know, do get on the internet, do your research, just try and get past the propaganda and find out for yourself and make the decisions yourself because um, you've got to remember that the, the, the doctor of old no longer exists, okay? The GP that used to turn up at 2 o'clock in the morning um, with his little bag and stethoscope to wipe your fevered brow no longer exists. It is now a multi-million dollar business of which the doctor is a part of the machinery. And you, as a patient, need to be very careful. Now, recommendations for osteo or for maintaining strong bones. Now, first of all, some of the healthiest people I've ever come across are little old ladies who do a bit of gardening. Okay, you do not have to be a, um, a, a, a an athlete. Okay, you don't have to be in the gym furiously pumping away at weights. But we need to get these things in the right order. Yes, lifting weights is very important. But the first thing you do before you begin construction, and any builder can tell you this, is that you have to first of all figure out what you need in the way of building materials. And then you assemble them on the work site or you have them ready to come in at the appropriate time, then you begin the construction. Okay? So the first thing that you need to do is you need to be looking at your diet. And it's simple. I want you to think about um, a diet that is rich in the fat, uh, in the fat-soluble vitamins but also all the other vitamins, like all of the B vitamins, vitamin C, and so on, it needs to be. Um, it needs to have a rich supply of fats and oils. Some from that first that, um, things like olive oil, um, fish oil, but you need to be very careful of processed grain oils, like your canolas and corn oils and rice oil. They should be very low on the list, if not absent. Um, coconut oil, lard, 
and so on need to be in the diet. Um, the oil and cholesterol, the fat and cholesterol that is an egg yolk is wonderful. Um, the fat on a beautiful grass-fed um, steak is, um, is amazing, wonderful. Now, and then on top of that, vegetables. Now, as a good rule of thumb, colour is your guide. Okay, um, red, orange, yellow, green, that end of the spectrum of visible light denotes health. It's, um, so if you think of turmeric, an amazing um, herb, uh, sorry, uh, spice. Now, it is um, the brightest yellow. Think of paprika. It is scarlet red. Um, broccoli is the deepest green. Um, spirulina is the same. Um, think of um, uh, um, so um, so those colours red, orange, yellow, green are the healing, energising um, qualities that you see in the plant life uh, in the plant kingdom. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. Whereas um, the um, uh, the the blue indigo violet. And uh, the, as you move down there, they become less healthy and ultimately become damaging. Okay? Right. Think of ultraviolet. Yep. It's an easy way to remember yep. that. Yeah. It's easy. Yeah. Red, uh, red, orange, yellow, blue, indigo, violet. Okay. And you go with the red, orange, yellow, blue. And think of black currant, um, New Zealand black currant. Amazing. Um, and it is so red, it's black. Yeah, okay. no, I, I remember okay. picking them as, so, as a kid. So yeah. your diet needs to have those emphasised um, along with those uh, fresh, um, uh, preferably organic um, uh, meat and vegetables. And and another easy rule of thumb is just simply keep grains very low in your diet. Okay, just keep them very low. Um, just if you're going to just get rid of the cookies. Um, uh, the the breads and so on. If you're going to have any bread, have organic whole meal and don't eat very much. And um, and if you do that, that's um, a very healthy diet and it's a bone building diet and it's a brain building one too. Um, now just think of collagen. Collagen. Uh, I, I meant to mention collagen. Um, so if you think of um, uh, what's in um, uh, that steak. And the egg, and so on, um, in whey protein, it's collagen, uh, amongst other things. Okay, and that is um, one of the keys to the structure of healthy bone, along with calcium, magnesium, sodium, potassium, also very important as well, by the way. Um, so all of those, you, you need to um, have those in the diet. And then you need to do some exercise. Now, yeah. Yeah. Let's just talk about what exercise. Okay. Okay. This is going to take one minute. All you have to do is get a weight. It could be um, uh, a couple of milk bottles filled up with water or sand, and you um, have them on the ground. You reach down, pick them up from the ground, and you lift them over your head. And you do that 10 or 20 times every day. Okay. Okay, and yep. preferably you also go out and create a vegetable garden and you dig 
and you chop and you do all of that. And that's your workout program. You don't have to go to the gym, right? Eh? Um, but the key, especially for women, is to be um, lifting a weight from the ground and stretching up like um, that good morning exercise, opening up the shoulders and reaching high above their head, opening up the rib cage um, and strengthening the thoracic part of their spine. Okay, to avoid the collapse of the thoracic spine, which is a risk principally for women. And that's because um, women nowadays don't do so much hard manual labor, which they used to do. You know, just think of how hard, how physically hard doing the washing was before used they invented be, yeah. the ring a washing machine. Yeah. Okay. Um, so um, just uh, something as simple as lifting a weight from the ground overhead and doing that habitually every day. That's all you need to do. And you can do more, but that's a very good start. Well, I think people are equipped now, women, okay. but everybody, um, to tackle that um, a lot better than maybe before they heard this chat with you, Gary. So thanks for coming on. Yep. And just to Pleasure. remind um, people again that we were talking about a post on your website, Are Bone Building Drugs Safe and Effective? I think we're a whole lot more knowledgeable on that. Gary, it's great to speak to you again. Thanks for coming on. It's a pleasure. Thank you very much. Right now, free speech is under heavy attack in New Zealand and overseas, with governments constantly devising new ways to enforce censorship. To make sure you never miss the critical news and breaking stories you rely on, join the RCR mailing list today. Get connected now at realitycheck.co.